0: Hello and welcome on the Cross Cow, the podcast where we cover any subject related to witchcraft, spirituality, and more. And today we are talking about God's puzzle with a very special guest, my good friend Bo. Hi. Hi. So can you present yourself for our audience? Um sure. I am Bo. I'm a comatic
1: reconstructionist um, I've been practicing um since I was about eight maybe um, and I also do cometic witchcraft um yeah that's kind of it
0: so you are a very good Kemetic practitioner but you are also a god spouse I am yeah. And this is what we are going to dig a little bit because we receive a lot of questions about God's spousal like every day, maybe us both. <laughs> so we are going are, we are going to dig, dig that a little bit, sorry. So we are going to start by a quick definition of what is God's spousing and then go into the core of the subject. So can you tell us a quick definition of what is God's spousing?
1: So a God spouse, is anyone who devotes themselves to their deity in a way that can be comparable to marriage. So it involves lifelong devotion, um, in a way that a marriage would, um, it's a modern term for a very ancient practice and covers a broad variety of different types of relationships that you can have with a deity.
0: It is also a process because you don't become a God spouse like you become a spouse in the human world, if I can say it like that. You have to follow certain steps and certain processes to be able to achieve this kind of devotional work. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, so at the start, um, a deity will come forward and suggest this to you but this deity won't be a completely new deity you will have either have been spoused to them in a previous life or working with them for a really long time um in my case um anubis is my soul father um so that's why we're parentally spoused and hathor is I've served as her priestess for many of my past lives, and we have been spoused for most of my past lives, so it's carried on over into
0: this life. So, this is something that uh, we didn't say in the definition, but of course, you can be, when you become a god spouse, usually it will last multiple lives. Yes, it will. Because this is something that will literally bind your soul to the deity. And it is a very powerful relationship that you create with the deity, to say the least. Now, to become a god spouse, first, so the deity has to come to you. But there are other steps in the process of becoming a god spouse. Like You don't become a god spouse just like that. So there are some processes to go through, like for example, the courting um, relationship that you need to have. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, so once you accept the proposal, you will go through a stage in which we tend to call courting, um, which is where you get to know the deity on a deeper level. Um, for example, if you're a romantic God spouse, this is where things will get more more romantic and more intimate. And you can enter this courting phase and basically get to know what the spousal will be like. Um, and it's kind of a way for you to decide whether this is a commitment that you are ready to make that you are going to continue to do for the rest of your life. Um, you know, If you and that deity don't have that bond by the end of the courting stage, you won't um, actually consecrate
0: the spousal. This is kind of a, like a test phase where you are taking the temperature of the water, see if you're made for the job, if I can say like that. But basically this is where everything is putting together, like if it is going to be romantic, platonic, if it's going to be parental, you're going to get to know the deity on another level that you used to know her. Like for example, if you are working with the deity, becoming a spouse to the deity is going to be completely different even though it is a platonic relationship, for example. This is going to put you through tests that you're gonna have to get over and this is the step where you can refuse the proposal if you need to, right?
1: Yeah, so deities aren't, you know, they, they will give you the option to kind of say no I don't think I'm, I'm made for this job and that is completely fine. A lot of people who start the courting phase don't actually complete it and and that is completely fine god spousing is not a path for everyone um it does involve a lot of consistent devotion um tests research um and while it is a huge commitment it's not a better devotional relationship it's just different
0: yeah it that's something we have to say. Becoming a God spouse doesn't put you above everyone else who work with this deity. It's just a different title and a different kind of relationship. So Yeah, definitely. This is not a higher title. Uh, you don't become a princess of deity work. <laughs> You're just on another type of relationship. This is not a higher thing to be, if I can th- say it like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's no kind of superiority to yeah. God spouses. It's just a,
0: a different level of devotion. Exactly. And this is something that we can link to, like, the very, very eldest time, like in ancient Kemeticism and Hellenism, we have some. Um, Proof of godspousal and uh, this is where we get our information on what it is to be a godspouse and what it does entitle clearly. So you wanted to talk a little bit about uh godspousing in old kemeticism?
1: Um definitely. I mean godspousing covers, you know, a wide variety of different relationships, including priesthood and the ancient temples um of ancient Egypt were full of priests and um technically they would serve as a you know priest for one month out of four in the cometic year, but that tie to that deity was lifelong and even when they weren't officially serving, they would still be serving in the home. Um which we have evidence of in ancient texts and um, even some um, tomb paintings. So it's evident in ancient times that um, people would bond with a deity for their entire life and continue worshipping them regularly. And there were also um, political positions which involved marrying a deity um the most notable being god's wife of Amun, um, in which usually a sister of the pharaoh or another noble woman would be married to a moon and she would be quite a powerful person in ancient comedic society so not only was it you know a romantic But also, it was political, too. Um, Yeah, so.
0: This was a way to, like, take a certain position in the Egyptian society, in a way?
1: Yeah, it was.
0: um... And also, uh, the fact that we can find uh, tomb paintings about uh, God's puzzle does show the fact that it's something that will bind you to the deity for life and in the afterlife, especially yeah. in Kemeticism, where the afterlife is heavily, heavily taken in consideration.
1: Mm-hmm. If you were a a god spouse or a priest, which is a type of god spouse, um, because you had served that deity for so long and so um you know you'd been so dedicated to that deity oftentimes godspouses spouses would be um excused of the weighing of the heart so um it's kind of like a transactional relationship we give them a lifetime of devotion and they let us into the afterlife without the trials and tribulations of non godspouses spouses
0: it's like a free ticket to the afterlife because you gave so much devotion that your heart is like obligatory pure enough for you to be able to access the afterlife.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, serving as a as a God spouse in terms of um, you're required to keep to the moral standards. Um, so, even if you did have to get your heart weighed, you would still pass. Um, but yeah, it's it was always, um, it was always happening. People like to say that God spousing is a new age thing, um, but it really isn't. It has been seen over history in so many different civilizations
0: yeah exactly Um, i'm going to talk about hellenism because in hellenism we can actually have some example of rituals that we find uh to become a god spouse and especially in romantic god spousal so we have nonus that you know so it's a hellenic poet that attests that uh, it's only when the marriage has been consumed that the god spoused is actually considered a spouse. Before the marriage has been consumed, the human being is not considered a spouse yet. So this shows that you have to have a very intimate relationship with the deity, not necessarily until the point where you consume the marriage. But in this civilization, this was something very important to do.
1: Yeah, and nonus also um, in that, excerpt of the poem he says that it's you know it's a deity's choice
0: yes exactly he mentioned that it's a deity's choice and it's only because there is also the story of psyche and heroes where there is a whole ritual uh included in the marriage uh with a procession and a specific entry of the spouse into the god's house but this is only when the god decides that he's going to consume the marriage that the spouse is finally considered as a god spouse. But before the deity speaks his peace, basically, he the, de- the human being is not considered a spouse.
1: Yeah, consecration of, of the marriage in Hellenism was quite important. Um, whereas... In Hermeticism, it was much more devotional based.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this is like, this is showing us different types of God spousal. We're going to talk a little bit about that because we mentioned priest and priestess and romantic God spouse and parental God spouse So we are going to explain a little bit what those titles mean. Starting by maybe the most common, well, most common, all point intended, but uh, which is the high priest. Mm -hmm. So, you are a high priest yourself?
1: Yes, um, I don't actually claim that title yet, because I don't feel my knowledge is kind of on par just yet, but I am in training to be a high priest of Anubis, who is also my soul father, so we have both the parental god spousal and a service-based spousal. And service-based spousal includes things like oracles, seers, priests, priestesses, um, high priests, high priestesses, any kind of relationship with a deity in which you are serving them in an official grounds. You have a specific job to do um, re- requested by them.
0: This is actually the same situation that I have with Queen Lilith. So I am a high priestess of Queen Ilith, but I'm also her child. So I am a child of Queen Lilith. So we have a parental god spousal. And so I serve her, but I am also an oracle of the dragons. So that means that I have. I'm not god spouse to the dragons, of course, but I have a service relationship with the dragons. Mm -hmm. This is basically what being a high priest means. You are serving the deity, all the entity, and this is going to be the base of your relationship forever.
1: Yeah, and um, a lot of people kind of claim to be a priest or a priestess, and they don't realize that that is actually a very official and lifelong tie. Once you have that relationship, you cannot opt out.
0: Yes, exactly. It.
1: It, it is a lifelong service that yes. you commit.
0: When you start serv- like servicing a deity, it's for your entire life and sometimes even multiple lives. So you have to be very yes, sure yes. of yourself. And you need to put the work in it. You cannot claim to be a uh, gospel. You cannot claim to be a high priest just because you work a lot with a deity. This is a title that will be granted to you by the deity because of the work and the services that you provide to them.
1: Definitely. Um, I'm romantically spoused to Hathor and I am also in the process of becoming a priestess for her. Um, And those two different types of God spousal are very separate from one another. I have my god spouse duties and I have my priestess duties, and while they happen at the same time, they are very different kinds of devotion. Whilst still being in the god spouse realm,
0: would you mind sense. elaborate a little bit on that? Because I think a lot of people are confused on how you can separate the two works. When you leave it, it's easier to understand. But I guess when you are external to the relationship. It's kind of complicated to understand but those are two different types of work because those are two different types of devotional work.
1: So my godspouse duties include um, daily worship, um, daily prayers, daily devotional offerings, um, which does also fall into the realm of being a priestess. But as a priestess, I have very specific daily tasks. I have to give libations, I have to give incense, and I have to, um, the word is gone, I have to um, okay. perform for her. She is a deity of, of music, and um, in her ancient temples there would be entertainment for the deity, so I sing for her every day. That is not a part of my romantic gospel duties. Um, the romantic aspect just requires devotion, prayers, um,
0: and intimacy. communication,
1: and and divination. Really?
0: Yes, and you have some kind of intimacy, but this is something that we don't necessarily have to share because this is a very private and intimate relationship that. But- you get with the deity so this is not something that we claim like everywhere usually
1: yeah i keep my intimate relations with hathor very private um she allows me to speak about the kind of superficial stuff um but as for intimacy and romance i tend to keep that more to myself
0: Um, which makes sense just
1: because i i wouldn't share it about a human partner anyway so Very why would great. i share it about my divine partner
0: this is also a question of respect because you need to have the confirmation from the deity that you are allowed to share this information so this would be disrespecting your spouse to share that kind of information this is not something Yet. you're going to start to gossip about for example sorry this is not something that you're going to start to gossip about with your friends for example
1: yeah um even with other spouses that I know, I don't really speak about intimacy, as that's for me. It's just very private. I mean, even though Hathor is a goddess of sexuality, um, I, I'm just private about that, and so is she. You know, it's not something I would plaster on the internet because that just feels very disrespectful, and like I'm doing it
0: for clout or views um of which would be incredibly
1: disrespectful to lady yeah. before
0: and that would be kind of breaking the vows that you take with the deity Because yeah, definitely. this is the ultimate thing that you can do to disrespect the deity is not respecting the vows that you took with that deity mm-hmm. now with that that kind of relationship there are also platonic uh, God Spousal that what we just described was more of the Romantic God Spousal now there are also Platonic relationship that you can have as a God Spouse with your deity
1: So with Platonic God Spousal it will be similar to Romantic Spousal in the daily offerings the daily um, Communication but that romance aspect to the relationship will not be there it will be like um, a more friendly relationship rather than intimate Um, but yeah you still have daily tasks to carry out um, in order to uphold the contract that you and that deity set up.
0: And the thing that we did not necessarily mention a lot but that is a thing, God's does not just entitle you doing things for the, de- the deity. The deity is going to grant you with some knowledge that other people cannot access. For example, like we talked about uh, avoiding the waiting of the heart in Kemeticism earlier, this is kind of a benefit if I can say this word of becoming a Godspouse.
1: Yeah, in cometicism, the benefits kind of more focus on the afterlife, but I would certainly say that it also allows you to have a more intimate relationship with the deity, which is definitely a benefit. Like, I'm I'm so close and so loved by Hathor that it it just. It's it's definitely it's definitely um, a privilege and an honor, and you know I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah, a lot of people think that this is like spousing a human, but this is a very different thing. Like the honor that you receive, the love that you receive, the protection that you receive is something that is completely out of this world. But
1: it is it is incredible.
0: This is what justifies the amount of work that you have to put into the thing
1: Mm -hmm, definitely um it is it is an incredible relationship to have it's it's not for everyone it's not better than any other kind of relationship that you can have with a deity but it is it is wonderful and um it's it's a shame that it's so um misunderstood
0: yeah when i i I remember when I uh, started to get public about my guts, my romantic guts puzzle with uh, King Marius, people commented like, what in the Wattpad, And I took that comment very disrespectfully because this is just something to not say. Like, this is very disrespectful towards a very ancient practice. Like, it goes back to hundreds of thousands of years before so this is not something you're going to disrespect i'm sorry but this is very disrespectful to say
1: yeah i think people are afraid of um divine relationships that don't look like the divine relationships that they have people treat deities as a kind of monolith and um are very scared of of things that are different um but different different is good, different is fine, different is normal. And I think as more God spouses come out about their God spousal and educate people on spousal, it will be a more widely accepted
0: practice. Yeah, um, I agree because you wouldn't say, for example, those persons who told me like, what in the Wattpad? What kind of Wattpad story is that? Would you say that to a nun?
1: No, and nuns are the kind of best example of a modern god spousal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you wouldn't say it to a nun, so why would you say it to a romantic spouse? There have even been accounts of, um, for example, Saint Teresa uh, Mother Teresa Yeah, um, she had an account in which she was intimate with an angel um, and no one's going about bashing Mother Teresa for that so I,
0: I guess people I think, don't want to touch Christianity
1: yeah I guess people are kind of a lot of pagans and um, non-Christian witches are Kind of scared of Christianity because of religious trauma.
0: Yeah, but, but yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, this is just don't treat- yeah. This is just disrespectful. Just don't do that. If you don't want to res- to pay respect, don't don't say anything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Just if, if you to- have a
1: an opinion that you know will upset someone, just keep it to yourself.
0: I yeah. think. if you don't have anything nice to say uh, just shut up really we don't need <laughs> exactly. that <laughs> exactly so we are coming to the end of the episode thank you so much for everything you just explained it was a lot of knowledge and i think a lot of people will be very interested by what you just said
1: yeah i hope that the education on godspousing spousing can kind of stop some of the the stigma and the misinformation surrounding it
0: absolutely Um,
1: because it is kind of like a daily battle on social media
0: yeah i agree speaking of social media is there anything you want to shout out right now when we are at the end of the episode is there anything you want to scream about
1: um well my tiktok is janice Apothecary. um so if you want to follow me on TikTok, I make um, educational and funny content about godspousing, cometicism, and witchcraft in general. Um, My link tree also has a cometic PDF library. So if you're interested in cometicism, you can go and check that out. Um, I'm also adding a kind of master doc on um, historical sources of Godspousing. I'm still working on that though. It's going to take a while, but it yeah. will be up eventually. Um, and yeah, I mean, I do TikTok lives where I do paid readings sometimes. And then, of course, there's my Etsy store, which is also in my link tree.
0: So, um, basically, which is my TikTok bio basically go follow Bo on their social because everything is in their bio but of course everything will be linked in the description of the episode so Mm -hmm. people will not miss it and I believe and hope that the audience will go to show you some love (laughs) hopefully Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. It was very, very interesting to talk with you about God's And Thank you for Of course, no problem. So uh, this was the CrossCo. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on next week. Goodbye.